Hello everyone. Alright, so this episode's life update is that I got to see my yearbook pictures. At my high school, all grads get to have their grad photos in their gown, a baby photo, and a selfie in the yearbook. Oh, and their yearbook quote. Anyways, we recently had to verify our pictures and our quote and it all seemed so surreal. I still can't believe I'm graduating this year and that I'm 18. I swear I was just in middle school last week. It made me think how fast time goes. I thought I would share my grad quote for those who are interested. My quote was, Shoot for the moon, even if you miss your land amongst the stars, by Norman Vincent Peale. It resonates with me because I'm an ambitious person who puts in a lot of effort into things that matter to me. I know that it is impossible to be perfect, but I believe that if you strive for perfection, you will get pretty close to it. Alright, so let's get to the interview part of this episode. I know I promised a relationship coach, so here he is. In this episode, I brought on Clarity coach Rocky Lee to discuss the modern dating world. Let's just get right into it. So Rocky, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and about what you do? For sure. Well, like you mentioned, I'm a relationship coach. And um, I specialize in working with singles who want to get married. And I specialize in working with couples who want to heal their marriage or improve it. And I will specialize in working with divorce for those that want to actually start their life all over again after divorce. Very nice. All right. So I guess I'll just get right into the questions. So I was able to get a few questions from my friends and a few that I kept with myself that I have nice. to ask you. So a big question for like teenagers is like, what is the thing about the online dating world? Like, is it, is it useful? Is it bad? Like, is it harmful? Should we stay away? Or like, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, great question. So what I normally say to people is that the online dating world, when you think about the online dating app, if we can call it that way, it, it's really just a tool. So it really depends on how you as a user choose to use that tool. And think of the online dating app kind of like the modern day version of the old school way of how people would have done it is go to a bar or a nightclub. When you think about it, it's just as risky, right? Yeah. And it's, it can be just as much a painful experience or a waste of time as an online dating app process. So it really is up to the user. So if you actually know what you're looking for, if you, in the, you know, back then, if you went to a bar or nightclub, you would know who you wanted to actually spend time with and, have a conversation with, or at the very least, when you met someone, you would know actually how to talk with that person or what questions you'd want to be talking about. Well, the dating app is actually the same thing. What you want to do is be really clear about what it is that you want first. And if you're clear about that, then actually the online dating app can be a really useful tool to meeting people in a lot quicker process. And especially in COVID-19 mm-hmm. <laughs> seasons that we're in, it's a little bit more risky to actually meet somebody in person that you don't know yet. So, you know, what's great about the uh, dating app is that it allows you to actually meet a lot of people without having to waste your time or money to go out, you know, get all dressed up and spend, you know, anywhere between two to three hours on a date when you can actually just have an hour phone call first and get to know somebody. Yeah. So do you think like the same type of connection 
like can be made on online versus like when you meet someone in person? Like, do you think you can match that kind of connection that you would have in person? Absolutely. I think you can. Yeah. And, and what I always tell single people right now is that COVID-19 is probably the biggest blessing for single people. Whoa. And, and the re <laughs> I know it sounds odd. Yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like it, but it really is. Because what we've done is we've taken the whole concept of connecting with somebody completely out of the picture. We don't know how to do it anymore. So when you look at how we actually trade attention on a social media app, like Facebook or Instagram, we're actually trading attention for likes. And so what we've done is we've actually removed the whole process of how we actually interact with people. And so a lot of the couples that I work with, they struggle with this because they're so used to texting people that they don't even have a real conversation anymore. Yeah. So what, what COVID-19 has done, it's, it's actually forced single people to completely remove the whole process of relying on visual cues, relying on physicalness, relying on um, the, the sense of like, oh, I feel in love with somebody to really honing in a skill on how do I build a real relationship with somebody? And so what we end up doing is we end up building relationships pre-COVID-19 where it was all built on physicalness and the feeling of some specific emotion. But then those people actually, if they ended up getting married, they actually had no foundation on building a real relationship. Yeah, that's, I, why, that's why some of those, those relationships are falling apart. Yeah, I see. Like, I feel like this time that we have like, isolation, it gives you like, a lot of time to reflect, like really, like, like as you said, on like what you want and just like it gets, it gets right to the point. Well, I, I think what, we, what it is is that we've lost the art of actually building friendship. We don't know how to have a conversation anymore. Like, this is delightful. I love the fact that you reached out to me. And now we're having an awesome exchange about something that's meaningful to you as well as to me. Mm -hmm. But we don't know how to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, we happen to be doing it because you've got a school project. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. But, but in a dating situation, we, we actually don't know how to carry a conversation with somebody anymore. Yeah, we don't know how to give feedback. We don't know how to handle a disagreement. Like in our world, we're faced with the extremities of like, you're either for this thing or not. And if we're in a disagreement, like if you and I disagreed on something like, you know, maybe you like um, Lee's Donuts down at Granville Island more than Tim Hortons. And I like Tim Hortons. And so we get into an argument about this. We don't know how to handle a disagreement anymore yeah where we're not seeing each other as an enemy because when i was growing up a disagreement was just a disagreement we would still part ways as friends we would still love each other we would still be there to support each other but we would just be in acknowledgement that okay you like this donut more than i like this donut but we don't know how to do that anymore so the next generation is slowly starting to lose the art of having a conversation how to build a conversation and how to actually connect without visual cues, right? That makes sense. So I, I, you know, let me throw this one last bit in. Like when I was growing up, like, and this totally dates me. <laughs> so, but when I graduated, and I went to university, even at my first year of university, we did not have internet. 
wow. Like, <laughs> like there's no, there's no Google really. Like the, the more, the most instant thing we had was a fax machine. Wow. So my generation, we, we depended a lot on letter writing. Mm-hmm. That face-to-face interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we knew how to build connection and, and sadly the younger generation just, they don't know how to do that. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Well, it translates right into, into your marriage, into your relationships. Yeah. I just wonder like where our generation's going to be down the road in like 20 years. I'm scared. <laughs> it's really difficult. It, it is scary. And this is why it's important and imperative for young people to really understand how to build friends. Cause that's really the gateway towards having a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time to move on to the next question. So do you think that young people should be getting into relationships like people as young as like 16, 15, or is something that we should keep on to later? Cause I know a lot of people say, Oh, you don't really know yourself when you're 15 versus when you're 20, like, you know yourself better. Like, does that really make a difference in a relationship? Yeah. Wonderful question. Um, <laughs> Here's how I, I normally answer that question. <clears throat> when we ask about the age, it's, it's actually a distraction to the real issue. And the real issue that young people need to ask is, is not like, how early can I have a relationship or how late should I have a relationship? The real question is, what kind of relationship do you want? And that's the main question that's not being asked or answered by young people. So again, what happens is we've actually been in a culture where these social media apps have allowed us to develop a worldview where we're trading attention or we're buying attention for likes. But what that's done is that it's prevented us from actually asking ourselves, what kind of a relationship do I really want to commit to? Yeah, that's true. I also feel like there's so much pressure when you're younger to get into a relationship. Like you see on social media all the time, people are getting into relationships and people your age, especially. And I feel like it's a lot of the times, like, like young people just feel excluded. Well, the, the it's not really exclusion per se. It's, it's again, it's, it's a perception from young people that like they think they need to have a relationship. And so my, the flip, for me of that question isn't so much, should you have a relationship? It's really what kind of relationship do you want? Cause I mean, what's the point of having a relationship if you don't know what the commitment level is? Yeah, that's true. See what I'm saying? So we're asking the wrong question, right? So we're actually, we're being so distracted by, well, what age should we date? Well, it's irrelevant. The question really is like, what kind of commitment level do you want from this person? So as a young woman, what kind of commitment level do you want from a guy? And so what happens is too many young people are getting into relationships without actually answering that question. And what they're hoping is, oh, if I fall in love, maybe this person will fall in love with me. And hopefully out of five years of dating each other, right, this person might confess, I really want a commitment with you. That's just not how it works. Like it works wonderful in the movies, not how real life works. Does that make sense? Because some person out there might not have any intention to commit to you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But now you've wasted five years of your life. Yeah. A person who never intended to commit. I know it's scary. I just feel like a movie, they, they hold so much unrealistic expectations. And like, even I feel like I have, and it's just like, 
like I know it's not real yet for some reasons like in my head that it's possible. Well, and, and um, one of the problems is that we haven't, no one's been there to define it for young people. Yeah. Like no one's there really championing this cause to help young people define what kind of relationship do you expect? Right now in my generation, I mean, we, we were still for the most part, I grew up with mom and dad. They didn't divorce. And so divorce in my generation was actually quite low, right? So it was, we already knew you know, what a family structure is. Your generation, it's completely inverted. So yeah. in my generation, I had the model set for me that getting married was, that was the goal. Mm -hmm. You guys don't have that model. Yeah. That's Does that make sense? Yeah. And so for you guys, a relationship, it, it could be a lot of different things but none of it defines a commitment. And that's why young people struggle with the whole concept of marriage. They think it's about a piece of paper, but marriage has nothing to do with the piece of paper. The piece of paper is just for the government to help it make it easy for them when it comes to doing taxes and assets and things like that. Okay. It's just an easier process for the government, but marriage has nothing to do with that. And that's what we don't understand. Does that make sense? So when we get into a relationship, we have a fantasy of what love is, but we have to find what the commitment level is. I also feel like uh, in your generation, you'd have a better like role model of like what marriage should look like and versus like people with like divorced parents or separated parents. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't really see what a healthy relationship is. And I think that's also an issue that we have. It's a huge issue and, and it affects everything. Like, you know, having a mom and dad intact makes a huge difference. And I mean, there's been so many books in mathematical statistics that have come out. Like Freakonomics was one that came out with some really amazing stats about crime rates and how that was attributed back to the lack of fathers. Right. Yeah. So it makes a huge difference when, when people are actually bought into what a commitment is. That's true. All right. So we're going to go for our last question right now. So just like a quick general question is how to move on from your ex relationship or your past relationship when you're kind of stuck on that idea. Yeah. So the easiest way to answer that question is if this person has purposefully and premeditatedly hurt you, that's your closure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like think about that. That's true. Right. And I don't know why we romanticize it. Like this person chose to hurt you. That's closure right there. Yeah. It's just more like a psychological thing of like holding on to something that is already known or that you're like comfortable with. And it's just, it's like letting that go. That's the real difficulty for most people. Well, the, the letting go, I mean, if you want to dive into the actual aspect of it, it's a thought process and it's a belief system that you already had that person didn't create that pain, you did. That person did something wrong. That person did something socially unacceptable, but your hurting isn't from that person. Your hurting has actually come from within. You're creating your own hurt. So that's not like, you know, it's not a psychological kind of like brain twister or I'm not trying to, you know, push positive thinking. It's not. There, we have more than enough scientific data out there on where we're at 
with our thought process and the power of our mind and thought. So there's more than enough studies out there to support this process. What we don't realize is that our, our thoughts are what causes us hurt and pain. So when we're actually looking for closure from a past relationship, we're really looking for closure for ourselves. It's really not from that person. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. We just make that person the issue. Yeah, we, we just make them the enemy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so that's why, like, from an easy standpoint of answering that question, it's really about, look, this person chose to hurt you. Mm-hmm. That's closure. And, and so when people, it goes back to our first question. If you and I are clear about the level of commitment we demand in a relationship, letting go after somebody hurts us is very easy. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. But if I'm not clear about the level of commitment that I actually want in a relationship that will mean something and that will be long-term, then when I get hurt, I'm going to always be shocked and I'm going to try and defend a position. I'm going to always be asking a lot of whys and what ifs and how comes when really it was a commitment issue. This person hurt you because they didn't want to commit at the same level that you did. That really shows the importance of like defining what you want out of the relationship at the very beginning. There's a lot of things that I'm seeing the next generation don't have. And that's defining specific terminology and understanding what certain terminology is. Mm-hmm. And, and as, a, as a kid in school, that used to drive me nuts. Like, why do we have to define this? I know what this means. As a professional relationship coach, you quickly realize that as adults, even, we take a lot of words for granted. So an example of this is when I say, when I hear somebody say, oh, I just want to be so in love. Like, I want to love this person, but I really don't. Like, what they're really telling me is they're defining love as an emotion, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody says, well, I just feel like I'm out of love, like I've fallen out of love with you. And I want a divorce. They've made love an emotion. But what they're really looking for are the other emotions. Like, I want to want you. I want to desire you. I want to feel like I have affection towards you. Does that make sense? But love isn't any of those things. Love can be. Those things can create that essence of love. But that's why we have to define what love is. And so love is an action. It's a choice. Yeah. Does I, that make sense? I hear, uh, hear, like I heard this quote a while ago that like love is a choice you have to make every day. Like you choose to love someone. It's not, yeah. some, like, it's not something that just happens to you magically. Yeah. You have to make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, and that's what makes the holy vows mm-hmm. in marriage so powerful because you're literally making those vows based on not your feelings, but based on, okay, I know something's going to go crazy in our marriage, in our lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. So I am making a commitment now in sickness and in health till death do us part. That makes sense. All right. We're all out of time today. So thank you so much for doing this interview with me. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. All right. So if anyone wants more information about Rocky's coaching, he's claritycoach.com, I believe. .ca. Claritycoach.ca larrycoach.ca so there's more information on there again thank you so so much for doing this with me you're so welcome that was an incredible interview 
If you guys want to learn more about Rocky Lee, you can check out his website, claritycoach.ca, where he has free kits available for download. He also has a podcast of his own if you guys are interested. Thanks for listening.